Hello, I'm George Collinet. Last week on Afropop Worldwide, we dug deep into the history of Mali in the heart of West Africa. Today, we bring you a blast from the more recent past in Mali. In January 2000, Afropop Worldwide took a group of listeners on a tour of this amazing country at a moment of peace, when Mali's music was exploding worldwide. So, Cast your mind back as we return to Mali Magic 2000, a time of legends. Mali Magic 2000 is a fait accompli, and we have audio snapshots and stories for you. I tell you, from the capital, Bamako, to Dogon country, to Timbuktu. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. That's Adama Yalumba, a young, up-and-coming artist who performed at a reception for Afropop. An amazing gathering of the who's who of Mali music. Ali Farkatouré, Oumu Sangare, Ami Koita, Habib Kwate, Sali Silibe, Lobi Traoré, and many, many, many others. We were honored also to have Bonnie Raitt join us on our Afropop visit. A dream come true for her. She fell in love with Mali, and the Malians, I tell you, loved her. Bonnie's going to help me tell the story today, starting with her impression of the music scene. I felt immediately welcome, and my overall impression of the country was it's the most free emotionally. You know, their, their music just pours out of the musicians, the humor pours out of them, the affection they have for each other, the lack of self-analytical neurosis that we get in the West a lot. It was just really refreshing for me to be in a country that was run by the people that have lived there for thousands and thousands of years instead of having to show up in a place where you feel guilty that, that you're the ruling class that, that ruined their country, you know. That made a big difference immediately to me, that I was in their country and I had they were there wasn't any resentment of me being there. Ramata Diakite, a young Wasulu singer performing at the reception for Afropop in Bamako. If you know the Kulanjan project with Taj Mahal and Tumani Jabate, she's the female voice interweaving with Taj on Queen Bee and Take This Hammer. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide's Mali Magic 2000. Highlights from our visit to Mali in West Africa.
That's Super Lolo, another young up-and-coming Bamako band. Super Lolo is big with the youth audience these days. There's a healthy dose of Congolese pump in their sound, but they do a variety of styles, including the Stakamba from the north of Mali.
Super Lolo from an unreleased recording. At the Afropop reception in Mali, when Super Lolo performed this song, Ali Farka Touré got up to dance the graceful, arm-waving Takamba dance from his beloved northern home. That's Ali Farka Touré at his second home in Bamako, serenading us on the Njarka, the one-string violin and his first instrument. Here's fellow Afropopper Bonnie Raitt remembering when she first met Ali Farka Touré and fell in love with this music. You know, ever since I first heard Ali Farka Touré, uh, when we played together at the Winnipeg Festival 15 years ago and I was turned on to the first batch of Malian music, I was uh, riveted. The kind of blues that most gets me is Robert Pete Williams, Fred McDowell, um, Skip James, Sunhouse, John Lee Hooker, the really dark, stark music. And here it was, mirrored back to me in the music of Ali Farka. One of our favorite music night spots in Bamako is Makele Kele Club, where Lobby Traoré cranks up the faithful every Saturday night. Makele Kele reminded Bonnie of down-home blues joints back home. The scene in Mali is a lot of times reminds me of being in San Antonio or some roadhouse out in Texas, where the nightclub is the bar you go stand under a, 
uh, a counter and, and order your beer and they're either a thatched roof or some sort of makeshift corrugated roof uh, to keep the sun or the rain off the person serving and then the dance floor is just basically trees and dirt and maybe the band is on a slab of cement in the middle with some Christmas tree lights or something strung up over the top so it gives the impression of being an outdoor Wingding someplace way outside of town, which is what it is, and so the the atmosphere was very um, sensual, and and it was a balmy night, um, and the music is so hypnotic and haunting because of the scale of the, the 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 type of music, the bombra music, and the way that Lobi plays is is something that really moves me because it's so blues. The same thing that I like about the blues, I like about Lobi's playing, and he has a very interesting hybrid of rock and African and, and blues in him. And he's also original in a way that I have never heard anybody. His tone and what he plays where, and his band is unbelievable. So it was uh, about as, as and I don't know what the word would be. I, wouldn't, I don't want to say erotic because it's, that's too limiting. But in the bigger sense of engaging all your senses, and the greatest part about rock and roll and music that is rhythmic and, and kind of nighttime and very, it is erotic, really. Um, and it was just so irresistible for me. I mean, I had to jump up on that dance floor.
Lobby Traoré, a Mali original from his album Bamako. 
Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide's Highlights from Mali Magic 2000, with a little help from our friend Bonnie Raitt describing the legendary guitarist Jelimadi Tunkara, leader of the Rail Band. Peels of licks, I think. Yeah, they just, they peel off his fingers. It's just like a cascade. And so original and so inventive. I heard some of the most astounding choices I've ever heard anyone make in a complicated bunch of rhythmic, many guitared band with a lot of stuff going on. What he chose to add the night at the nightclub, when I was crouching up, kneeling in front of those guys to give Jelmati uh, some money, and I actually just overstayed my welcome and stayed down there so I could distinguish between what Banning and the other guitarist and Jelmati were doing. What he looked right at me and saw me checking him out because at that point, you know, we were peers and. He did some stuff to it that just, I'll never forget.
That's Makuyate, a rising star among Bamako's female griot singers, known as Jelly Musso. Our Malian adventure didn't bring us into the home of a lot of griots this time around, so we had to resort to a local Malian cassette for this track. And I have to tell you that we used a legal cassette, all right? In Mali, sad to say, as much as 90% of the proceeds from any cassette ends up in the hands of cassette pirates, rather than artists or producers. During our visit, the musicians of Mali came together and took to the streets to protest this situation. Everyone agreed this was a historic event. The rap used to be, uh, all these stars are too egotistical to work together. But there they were. Ami Koita, Ajasumano, Habib Kwate, Basse Kukuyate, Umu Sangare, Nahawadumbia, Kumba Sidibe, Ramata Djakite, Ali Farkature, and many others, all marching together and raising a single voice of protest. Man, was that a moment. Wow. We're listening back to Afropop's legendary musical tour of Mali in January 2000, featuring, sad to say, a number of artists who are no longer with us. Visit afropop.org for much more on the music of Mali. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Meanwhile, back at the protest in Bamako. That's Wasulu singer Sali Sidibe. Sali says Malian artists are tired of working for no money. As soon as a legitimate cassette is produced, the music is stolen by pirates. And a month later, the market is flooded with cheap, illegal copies. In the end, artists earn nothing. And Sally says, we are taking to the street to demand that the authorities join our struggle against the pirates. Now, here's Habib Kwate, one of the march's organizers. We Habib says, we want to bring people's attention to this. There are many who don't realize that this artistic piracy is theft, and this is serious. We want to bring about a new mentality in the public. Habib also told us that corrupt customs officials allow huge shipments of pirated cassettes into the country. This is not a cultural problem, but a commercial one. And that's why the protesters took their fight straight to the prime minister, who gave them an audience and promised to take action. And after that, everyone piled into buses to go to an open field near the airport, where another crowd had assembled to witness the burning of 60,000 cassettes confiscated by customs officials. Ali Farkatouré lit the fire. Enfin, 
To show our solidarity with our friends in Mali, let's hear a few more selections from legal Malian cassettes. Here is a recent cassette by a young singer named Umu Soumare. Umu made quite a name for herself with this debut release. But once again, pirates reap the lion's share of the profits.
was Suleiman Sidibe with his Kamelin Goni. And before that, Umu Sumare. That's Suleiman Sidibe again, and this time collaborating with singer and multi-instrumentalist Marcus James, who met Suleiman in Mali doing field work for Afropop. Marcus James and Suleiman Sidibe from Where You Wanna Be. After the protest, the Afropop crew, along with three musicians, Habib Kwate, Aruna Samake, and Umar Diallo, piled into eight Toyota Land Cruisers and hit the road, heading north toward Timbuktu, with stops in Segu, Mopti, and for two enchanted days, the Pays Dogon. The Dogon are rare and beautiful people. Centuries ago, they took to living in the inhospitable terrain of the Bajanga Escarpment. Some of their villages cling to sheer rock cliffs. Everything has to be carried up steep paths from the bottom. All part of the Dogon's strategy to protect their ancient animist culture against Muslim interlopers. The Afropoppers got a good taste of that culture one morning when the village of Tirelli turned out the dazzling company of masked dancers and musicians. And I tell you, what a sight. Dancers clad head to toe in red, orange and blue raffia frills with crowned black hoods woven with cowrie shells. 
dancers on stilts, dancers with eight-foot-tall masks and carved painted masks representing rabbits, buffalo, antelope and birds, their graceful movements timed to the thundering of the village drum troupe. At night, the Afropop crew camped in the sand dunes at the base of the cliffs. After dinner, the five musicians on the tour serenaded the others around the warm, flickering light of a desert campfire. Here, Abib Kwate coaxes an audience of Dogon boys to sing along with him. The star of these campfire jams was definitely Aruna Samake. He plays Kamelin Goni for Sally Sidi Bay when he's not on call as the singing Afropop tour minstrel. Nobody wanted to stop these sessions, but the sun rises early in the desert. Around midnight, the musicians lifted a page from Malian television and radio, playing the national anthem as a signal it was time to sleep. In Timbuktu, the Afropoppers heard the desert jam to end all desert jams. Under a starry sky in the city's town square, Haira Arbi set up with the Jabba Regional Band. Haira draws on the Takamba and other local traditions to create her own seductive variety of Afropop, one the world has yet to hear because she has no international releases, so producers alert. When Haira and her band kicked in, Tuareg dancers filled the square, wearing long sapphire robes and sky-blue turbans, and brandishing shiny swords as they kicked up the sand. Hey, 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 
That's Haida Arbi. You get the feel of one of Mali's great unrecognized artists. <laughs> That's Issa Bagayogo from his album Sia, recorded in collaboration with French engineer Yves Werner at Studio Bogolan in Bamako. We visited Studio Bogolan, where so much great music from Mali is produced these days, to meet Issa Bagayogo, and we picked up several new CDs there.
Nahawa Dumbia from her beautiful disc, Yala. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts that believes a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX member stations across the U.S. And please, remember to support your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from Womex, the showcase, conference, and marketplace for world and roots music, October 25th to the 29th in Galicia, Spain. More information at womex.com. Several afternoons a week, Habib Kwate's band members get together at Habib's place to rehearse. The compound is full of kids from the neighborhood enjoying the music. Here's Bonnie Ray to describe the musical energy. The marriage of Habib and his band is an incredible thing to watch because it's, it's 12 years, I think, a lot of those guys have been with them. It's not a backup band, it's a, it's a unit. So as a musician, I was eyeballing them really heavy and I've listened to their records over and over. So just uh, blown away by the spontaneity and the freedom that they have to create in the tradition of the greatest jazz musicians. They are totally in it, in the moment. It's not an intellectual process, it's totally integrated. That is something that thrills me about Bruce Hornsby and other artists that are able to just extemporaneously dip into the deepest tap water and come up with the most amazing stuff, like Joe Amati was doing. The greatest improvisers, and you have to have your roots in some very, very deep practice and tradition and, and have done your homework to be able to have that kind of freedom. You got to have practiced your instrument, and it was an inspiration for me. And for me, the fact that all the generations of musicians in Mali appreciated traditional music, as, as well as the permutations of it, the Habib and Lobi and those guys are coming up with modern hybrids, um, there wasn't like that generational prejudice of kids going, oh, that's my dad's stuff, you know, that stuff's really old, you know. It's just an integration that I don't, don't, don't see happening in America, except in maybe bluegrass and... Tex-Mex music, you know, where there's a tradition of honoring your ancestors is built into the culture in certain ethnic groups here in America that still stays, but in general, once kids get a hold of MTV, you know, they just don't want to hear anything about, you know, what their parents or grandparents listen to. So it's, it's the respect and, and appreciation and relationship that people have in Africa, at least in Mali, with their own music is such a delight. It's not estranged from itself. It has a place in the culture of honor, and it's, it's changing and being fed and nourished. It's a moving river. It's not a stagnant minstrel show. Hmm, I like that. Music in Mali is like a moving river. That's true, Bunny. That's true. Well, what an honor to have such a great artist travel with Afropop in Mali and to be able to share her insights with you. Thanks also to all the musicians in Mali who welcomed us so warmly and made Mali magic. 
Thanks also to our merry crew of Afropoppers and to our local staff led by Solo Koulibaly of Tam Tam Tours and to our own tour operator, Charlene Vincenzo of Discovery Tours International in Chicago. Y'all are fantastic, I tell you. Fantastic indeed. Hope you've enjoyed the highlights from Mali Magic 2000. One for the ages, I tell you. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partners are Sean Barlow and Banning Air. Sean and Banning produce our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Sean Barlow and Banning Air. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop close-up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. This program was mixed in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Mukwai Wabeisi Yolwe. And I'm Georges Collinet.